It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you, and by my side, the New Hampshire redneck himself, Mr. Brian Bro. It's time to counter the globalists, ladies and gentlemen. And the fearless one himself, Senor <laughs> C.V. Burton. No more bailouts. No more quantum easing. I'm sure you've heard the news. The Silicon Valley Bank was shut down by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Yeah, well, I'm going to get into uh, some subject matter here that's going to that's going to perk some ears up. <laughs> and I know that this was a real big talking point on talk radio all week. Really, with Lee Elsie, he was hitting it out of the park. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the commentary that was just brass take no prisoners. Doesn't make any sense. Trump supporters are not violent. One of the things that he said, and that it just doesn't add up. You just know that the left was behind it all. So everybody's starting to realize what everyone on this show has been saying for so long. But let's just uh, let's get into what a former Capitol Police officer who was ignored uh, by the, the, the January 6th Select Committee... That was on with Tucker Carlson. His name is Tyreek Johnson. He's a 22-year veteran on the Capitol Hill Force. (laughs) He was tasked with securing and certification of the 2020 election. And here's a statement. My voice is one of the first ones you hear on the audio transmission. So I did expect to get an interview sometime, but it didn't happen, Johnson told Tucker Carlson tonight about the House Select Committee. In an interview that aired Tuesday, I guess the focus was on Donald Trump. Despite pleas for help on January 6th, Johnson said he did not hear anything, not even from Capitol Police Chief Assistant Yogananda Pittman, who allegedly kept vital information about the protests from him. The federal intel and law enforcement agencies knew about the warnings of a massive disturbance at the Capitol on January 6th, Carlson said, but the frontline offices on duty that day did not know. Here's another statement. We should have been better prepared that day. We could have been better prepared that day if the information was disseminated. Johnson's whole role was to evacuate lawmakers safely, urged for guidance from superiors, but did not hear back. So he took matters into his own hands that day, seen by footage released by Tucker Carlson tonight from inside the Capitol building. However, his career came to a screaming halt after he was spotted outside the Capitol wearing a Make America Great Again hat, which received national attention. Johnson, a Biden voter, said a Trump supporter placed the MAGA hat on his head. He decided to keep wearing it for self-preservation as he navigated the pro-Trump crowd outside. Who put that hat on his head? An Antifa member? Is that the same people that were coming out of buses with fake Trump hats? See, this whole thing stinks to high hell, Brian. This guy obviously is showing that they didn't cover the bases. They didn't take any warnings. They, they didn't prepare their officers for what they knew was going to happen. It's a total setup job. Oh, period. We, we've known this for, for quite some time. You know, you, you knew that something wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> walking, walking, uh, you know, t- from the food truck to the to the pond that's behind the Capitol, and you start hearing, you know, percussion grenades of yes. of, of of pepper spray and all the other stuff, yep. and you're like, what the heck? And there was that? barely anybody. Yeah, there was barely anybody up there at the time, and you're, and, you know, there there was a a small crowd, and you're going like. What the heck? It just seemed so staged and so odd, you know? And then, like, you know, people started climbing the scaffolding and stuff. It just was staged. You knew it. And then after 
especially especially months after when all these reports were coming out and people started talking and the videos of the Capitol Police started getting leaked, we knew it was a sham. Yeah. Yeah, CV, it, it's kind of, it's too bad we see all the typical culprits and rhinos siding with the Democrats that uh, the video still stands in January 6th was because of Donald Trump. They need to go too. Yeah, and it was Nancy Pelosi's job to ensure that there was security that day. And Donald yes, Trump requested what are they? What are they called? The federal marshals? What are they called? He uh, wanted the, the fed marshals, and he also yeah, uh, and wanted... she she wouldn't uh, she wouldn't comply with that. And uh, as Tucker Carlson showed, there was only like twelve police officers guarding the whole Capitol, and there was a million people out there. And then you had federal agents. Mixed in with the crowd. You had Antifa mixed in with the crowd. It's all on tape. Or it's not tape, yeah. but it's all digital now. It's all recorded on video. And uh, you can see... Uh, I, oh, yeah. I wanted to go back to Nancy Pelosi for a second. She actually said her and and uh, Graham said, shoot to kill. Shoot to kill. So Ashley Babbitt was shot because of Nancy Pelosi. She has that blood on her hands. And I think there were like two other people who were, two other patriots who were killed by police officers. But the narrative is five police officers died that day. That's total BS. And uh, even even Sicknick, he died two days later from a heart yeah, attack. Heart and attack even that, even that's on the video. Attack. They show him walking around after he was supposedly hit with a, an, a fire extinguisher He's wearing a hel- uh, some kind of helmet. <laughs> so it makes no sense. I don't know why I'm laughing because it's, it's so ridiculous. I laugh in the face of disaster, ridiculous. apparently. You know, Brian, it, it, still, it still grinds my gears to, this, to today, seeing ev- everything that went on and having discussions on social media. There's so many on the left that still are going with the narrative and they just won't give up. They keep beating you over the head. It was all violence. It was all instigated by Donald Trump. They don't ever let go of the lie. It's something that, in in a weird way, is admirable, as opposed to the folks on the right who run away and hide. Um, these people are obviously degenerates, disgusting, and uh, anti-American, but they get behind each other, and they always, they always cling to the narrative that they have. Um, but the, the evidence is there. We've been giving you that evidence. We told you what the evidence was. And then it, it only comes out if a Fox News host says, hey, here's some video. Check it out. This is what actually happened. And now he's being attacked, too. Tucker Carlson. Well, the only thing that bothers me is, like, where this information came from. You know, it came from McCarthy. You know, Kevin McCarthy. And, you know, and he released these tapes to Tucker Carlson. Right. And it ju- it just seems too convenient that these tapes came out now. And, you know, and that, it, I don't know. It just, it all is Washington, D.C. D.C. should stand for Devil's Courtyard. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you know the the, the devil's playground. Yeah. Because it, it, nothing good comes out of Washington D.C. I'm sorry, it, it, nothing good comes out of it. It's a bunch of bureaucrats. They 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 both sides work against the American people. Washington D.C. is not United States soil. It, it's Obviously it's not. not. It is not. It is not. It is not the United States soil. It is not like being in New York or Texas no. or they, Oklahoma or Kansas. And they it that way anyway. Yeah. When they put Correct. wire around the, the, the city, around the capital, of course. That's what right. people are going to feel. And it's a, they have the right to feel that way. And they should. And they should. But, you know, the 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 idea that the truth has always been out there and they were there to peacefully protest. And I guess um, you would say, Brian and CV, you would say too, most of the people you saw there were doing the same thing. They were there with American flags. They were there to support Trump and America. Yeah. Peaceful, peaceful. The, The only, the only violence or, 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 staged 
violence, if you will, when you see Capitol Police handing, you know, pipe pieces of pipe out of a crate, you know, milk crate back to people up towards the building, you know, right. and then those people conveniently take those pipes and smash the windows out. You know, something's up. But that's where you saw the violence. It was all up towards the uh, towards the Capitol building itself. It was not the millions of people behind those cameras that that were peacefully protesting, sitting by the pool, waving their American flags, and and, and just being there to to take a stand against tyranny. Yeah. Listen, we're gonna be talking, and CV's gonna like this, man. We're talking about Roseanne. She's getting a new show. It's gonna be opposite the view during the day. We're gonna talk about it next. Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now. Stimulating call. I don't know what lies ahead. It's all a mystery, man. I heard it said You do your thing You do your best I take a guess While it happens All I got Is what I need And that's enough As far as I can see Why should I walk Into the great unknown On deck, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk. we got a good guest up next. His name's Daniel Tomlinson. If you don't know who he is, he's from Compass Care. Daniel Tomlinson is the director of community relations at Compass Care. And they were firebombed by the wonderful Antifa folks in upstate New York. And he's here to talk about what's going on with all that and... I think it's a good time to talk about it as well. Really a lot of damages in that office upstate. And we're going to get into them about who did it, why they did it, when they did it, and how they're recovering. Really, really good discussion. All right, so listen. We all remember when Roseanne Barr's show returned to, I believe it was ABC or CBS. I'm not exactly sure which one but we remember the return of roseanne it was a big big event they had great ratings which she always got great ratings you got to give her credit whether you like her or not uh she was a ratings machine when her show was number one and it came back on tv and ended up shooting right back up to the number one spot but when she put out a tweet that said valerie jarrett wasn't very pretty they called her a racist they took the show off the air well, they actually restructured the show. They gave it a new name, and it failed after one and a half seasons, and now it's off the air. So what she's getting now, CV, as you're a big fan, you were a big fan of her. You stuck up for her a lot. It's going to be interesting to see her. She's going to be daytime TV on Fox News opposite The View with the uh, haggards over at The View probably throwing barbs already towards Roseanne. But I, I want to see how she does. I think she's going to be good in this type of setting. She's always been good as far as uh, speaking her mind, I would say, at the very least. She's yeah. been pretty good at that as a stand-up comedian coming up, getting a number one show. As a female, and I want to mention this too, CV. As a female, when she came up, there were no other shows on TV that were lead females that, that rose up to number one. That's a big deal. Nobody gives her credit for that. Yeah. But I'm interested to see what she's going to do with her talk show on Fox News. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, what is, she was offered $40 million. I, I think she signed the contract. And just in time for Women's History Month. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, I'm really happy that she came to her senses because she was way out in, in left field for a little while there back in, in, the, uh, back in the day when her show, yeah. was, when her show was new. Yeah, and uh, but she came full full around, and she's wide awake, and that this this exemplifies the leftist tactic of othering their opponents. That's one of their uh, debate tactics. 
That's how they uh, mm. avoid having any debate at all, actually, is by demonizing you, erasing you, and uh, disappearing you off the internet, off the TV. Over what? Because uh, Roseanne said that Valerie Jarrett looked like Planet of the Apes or something like that, which she yeah. does. And and uh, and she, and they said, <laughs> but but they're saying, but you can't say that because she's black. She's not even. She's not even African American. Oh yes, her her great grandfather, his aunt's sister, was married to an African American. So that means she has to be African American. So you cannot call her that. That means you're a racist. No, you, you know uh, uh, Europeans can look like <laughs> apes too. There's, there's a Sasquatch. Yeah, I, a, I went out with a girl that looked like <laughs> a monkey for a while. There's a Sasquatch show, and uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the lead uh, primate primate allergists or whatever she is. She I, I, looks like a monkey. A, Come on, she's Brian, like a monkey, would you but rather she's white. date a, a monkey face or a horse face? What do you like better? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Stormy Daniels. I like a monkey's uncle. I like a monkey's <laughs> uncle, but Stormy Daniels. Well, you know, he makes a good point, Brian. With the when they fired her, they were waiting for her to say something like that. They wanted to fire her. They were waiting for that. Yes. Now, some people could say, "Well, she should have known that if she said something like that, they were going to jump on it." But in a way, it's you know, there's all these unwritten rules that the left makes up. And we have to abide by them all. You, she wasn't saying, I remember the tweet and what she said. She said, Valerie Jarrett is a cross between Planet of the Apes and I forgot what the other one was. Now, yeah. immediately they jumped on her because she said ape and it was a woman of color. And that was the whole thing. But she wasn't but, a but woman. What, she's she's, she's uh, lighter color than I am. Well, no, she's not. I'd she's from she's fair. from Iran. They all they're all light skinned. They, there. She has she she has both in her, but that's fine. It doesn't matter really. But Brian, it's all these unwritten rules that they yes. that they hover around and wait for Trump or Roseanne or us or anybody else to fall into. And I and I really don't give a crap about that anymore. We we need to stand up for ourselves in this country and stop accepting this bull crap. Right. Well, I mean, it's the cancel culture. It's cancel culture yeah. at its best, you know, and, and people, they, they buy into it because, you know, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. Oh, we shouldn't be saying these things. It's not nice anymore. Can you imagine if these people were around when Richard Pryor was doing stand up and, 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 and show venues all around the, uh, around the country, yep. they yeah. would have, they, they would have walked out. They would have been, they, they, they would have had to go, you know, get PTSD treatments and, and some psychotropic drugs because they wouldn't be able to handle what, what Richard Pryor had said on stage. Stage. They couldn't handle Dave you know, Chappelle, Brian. <laughs> they went off and arms and, over Dave Chappelle. Right. I, no, I, I know. I'm just bringing it back old school. You know what I mean? You know, could you imagine Andrew Dice Clay or, 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 <laughs> or, or any of these, you know what I mean? Or Bill Cosby before Bill Cosby became the, you know, like the sitcom dad type of, uh, of persona. You know, before he was doing that, he was doing some pretty raunchy stand-up. Uh, around around the country you know my point is is that i think today you know the reason that you're seeing people like roseanne barr get canceled over some over just a, a comment and you know it, it's her opinion and uh you know back in the day uh valerie jarrett would have came back and said that roseanne barr looked like a you know a a a, a a man in a fat suit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, she would have had yeah. something. I, she would have had something to say. She would. That's what I'm saying. She would have had something to say about uh, about Roseanne, and it would have just you know they would have you know returned blows with each other, and that would have been the end of it. But you know, today everybody's soft. You know what it was too, though, man. With everything that happened uh, then with Roseanne, CV, it was her co-stars that really jumped. Yes, on her. I was just about to say and that. Once that happened, and you know what? To be fair. Roseanne's show, without Roseanne's show, those people would have never had a job in Hollywood. I know. They okay. used her. They used her to launch the show because she was popular. And then as soon as they were situated with the highest ratings, they said, ah, we don't need her. And then they and then well, they uh, sabotaged uh, and I, her. And, and CV, I'm also saying back in the 90s, 
that was her show. She directed uh-huh. it. She produced uh-huh. it. She hired, and she she had a lot of input with the script, the hiring. Yep. Those people owe a lot more to Roseanne than to put a knife in her back because she says something on Twitter that everybody gets up in arms over, no matter what it is. All right. Those folks owe her a lot more respect than they gave her. And this is, this is the sweetest revenge because guess what? All those stars that were on that show are now out of work, and she just signed a $40 million contract right up against The View to uh, compete with The View. And I just want to appeal to any lefty that happens to be listening to this by accident in the Hamptons where you love to hang out. Why can't you have a debate? Why can't you just debate the issues or the topic at hand? Why do you have to always go hit below the belt and, and call somebody a Nazi or a racist or try to kick them off Twitter or try to disappear them in some other way? or blacklist them, you can't stand up to a debate. You cannot face your opponent. You know why? Because you have no confidence in your argument. You have no confidence because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Sorry. (laughs) That's all right. I agree. (laughs) Listen, the bottom line is this woman has a show that I think is going to do very well. She's making a lot of money, more money than she was then. And in this setting, it's going to be good for her. She's not going to have a bunch of leech liberals sucking off the teat of the Roseanne Barr show. Right. So I'm going to be interested to see. And you know what? For You know, Donald Trump loves her too. That was the biggest thing that she had against her was when she said she supported Donald J. Trump. After she said that, it was over already. And I think that's pathetic. But at the same time, as you can see... Because of her talents and what she does well, which is comedy, she's got a show coming up where she's going to be paid big Boku bucks. She's getting paid way more than that lesbian thin girl, the the daughter of hers. I don't even know her name. Sarah Gilbert. Way more than Sarah (laughs) Gilbert could ever make. So, Sarah, I suggest you get in line, get your Tostitos, your salsa, and your popcorn. (laughs) Let's watch it. She's working at Starbucks right now. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, we're going to come back. Daniel Tomlinson, he's on the line right now. He's from Compass Care. He's talking about the Compass Care office that was bombed by the lefties up there in upstate New York. This is going to be a good one. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating. Eyes without a face. Eyes without a face. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now. On the line, we have the Director of Community Relations for Compass Care, Daniel Tomlinson. I want you to tell everybody what Compass Care does. We know that you've been, some of your facilities have been attacked by some of these abortion terrorist groups. Uh, Tell us what you guys do as a pro-life center, Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Compass Care has its in-person facilities located in the abortion capital of the U.S., New York State, with some of the most permissive abortion laws in the world after China and North Korea. Uh, New York was the very first state to legalize abortion, and that was in July 1st, 1970. Uh, Compass Care has been around since 1980 and has been the efforts of pro-life Christians uh, in the state of New York to serve women and to save babies. So Compass Care is a service organization. We're a pregnancy decision center. We're, we're, we're focused on helping women navigate their unplanned pregnancy and, and make a decision uh, that both uh, is dignifying to her as well as to her preborn child. Uh, we provide ethical medical care, a comprehensive community support, uh, counseling, and uh, as importantly, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ to help liberate her from her uh, spiritual spiritual bondage. And um, so, Compass Care exists to provide these things for women. Uh, all of the all those services are free of charge. Um, the medical care consists of pregnancy confirmation, ultrasounds, entity uh, testing and treatment. Uh, abortion pill reversal and after abortion care. 
Uh, these are all these medical services are provided by uh, registered nurses. Compass Care has uh, over 20 uh, registered nurses uh, on our nursing team, and they're overseen by medical uh, directors, OANs in the area, who are overseeing all of their work to these women and services to these women, free free of charge uh, for the women who are coming in uh, who are considering abortion. Well, Daniel, we air at Fox News Radio, and this is going to be airing out to Eastern Long Island, so we're well aware of New York's uh, transgressions when it comes to killing babies, and it's unfortunate. Um, I, I also wanted to ask you, some of, your, some of your centers were the victims of what I would call a terrorist attack, particularly, I don't know if you had any others, but the one that was in upstate New York, had the firing firebomb that destroyed the facility and it it was handled in a very bad way by this administration especially the afterweight what happened at that facility have you had more of these and what's the what has been the threat level for you guys from after Roe v Wade uh reversal has it is it still going on what is the uh, basic roundup with all that daniel yeah, absolutely. So uh, Compass Care has in-person facilities in Buffalo, New York, Rochester, New York, and Albany, New York, with plans to continue to expand the pro-life uh, and build the pro-life capacity across uh, the state of New York. Uh, Compass Care also provides online telemedicine platform called Telecare, covering the entire state of New York. Uh, the Buffalo office back on June 7th of last year was firebombed by a pro-abortion terrorist group uh, calling themselves Jane's Revenge. Uh, there have been over 80 attacks against pro-life service organizations like Compass Care around the nation. Uh, this was this one was the worst in terms of the amount of damage. So uh, half a million dollars worth of damage, two firefighters injured in fighting the blaze, and um, and there has been uh, no arrests in the attack against no arrests of the arsons who firebombed Compass Care's office. Um, there there have been uh, just just up until a couple weeks ago there had been no arrests of anybody. Uh, of, for any of these vandalisms, any of these graffitiing, smashing of windows, and firebombing of nonprofit pro-life service organizations because of what we believe. Let's be very clear. This is because of what Compass Care and the people that staff Compass Care and what the Church of Jesus Christ believe about the equal value of all human beings from the womb to the tomb. So when a pregnant woman walks through the door, there are two people there that need to be honored, dignified, and respected. And Compass Care doesn't ignore either one of those two people. The preborn, the preborn baby, or that preborn baby's mother, uh, who's coming in feeling like she's got no other option but to get an abortion. Uh, so, uh, there has been a uh, serious lack of justice uh, being done for pro-life organizations. Meanwhile, the Department of Justice and the Biden administration, under the direction of the Biden administration, has been actively targeting uh, pro-life people. Uh, there's been 34 uh, pro-life people that have been indicted on trumped-up charges of the FACE Act. Uh, the most prominent being Mark Houck in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, who was arrested at gunpoint in front of his wife and seven kids uh, mm. uh, late, late last year. And the coverage is non-existent. Uh, it's horrible. And the, the fact <coughs> of the matter that the graffiti, that's them claiming responsibility. That's right. So uh, they knew who did it. And um, it, it's, it's unreal to watch Merrick Garland commit perjury on March 1st. Uh, his answers were hollow, at the very least, uh, claiming they couldn't make any arrests or follow up because they committed these acts at night. Right. Uh, what kind of answer is that? And what kind of responsibility should we lay at the attorney general's feet and the Biden administration for the continued bullying of pro-life groups, Daniel? Yeah, so uh, it is um, it is preposterous. You know, uh, the the FBI is the number one for forensic analysis agency in the world. Uh, a mountain of surveillance footage evidence has been uh, submitted to them by Compass Care alone, and that's just one of over the eighty attacks. Uh, Jane's Revenge has a responsibility for the for many of these attacks. They're spray painting Jane. Jane was here, or if abortion isn't safe, then neither are you. Mm. Uh, and and uh, uh, Garland should be uh, ashamed of himself. Uh, he's talking that he, he, he is committing perjury by saying that the DOJ and the FBI are being even-handed and are playing the FACE Act uh, proportionally across, uh, the, across the political or uh, ideological spectrum here. And that is simply not true. Um, that is quite simply not true. Uh, it is pro-life people 
that are being the the FACE Act is being has been uh, weaponized, and that's been the case since 1994 when it was implemented by the Clinton administration. Um, it has it, it was for anti quote unquote anti-abortion activities, um, and uh, the the DOJ it, it, it is not treating the rampant violence against pregnancy centers uh, equally. Uh, and and they have you know on their website they list recent cases of violence against reproductive health care providers and the list does not include a single case of violence mm. against a pro life entity. There's been over 80 attacks and there's not a single list there. Meanwhile, the exonerated pro life father of seven, Mark Hauk, is still listed as a violent under offender on their website. And he was far from violent. He was was doing nothing in he was that protecting scope. His 12 year old son. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Daniel Daniel Tomlinson, he's the director of community relations for Compass Care. Real quick, Daniel, uh, did did he commit perjury? Did Merrick Garland uh, commit perjury? It appears he did. I mean, it, when he claims even handedness, when he claims a, a one standard equal uh, equal protection under the law, that is simply not true. That is not what is happening. Uh, the, the Department of Justice is not providing equal protection under the law for pro-life people. Uh, they have decided to turn a blind eye and uh, rather focus on, uh, quote unquote, uh, pro-life extremists uh, like uh, peaceful protesters and uh, peaceful uh, prayer warriors outside of abortion clinics. Daniel Tomlinson on the line. Daniel, uh, people receiving help from Compass Care and other pregnancy centers, women coming in that that really do need the help and you give them that option. You give them that option to choose life instead of the other the other uh, side but you don't you don't go out there and thwart or try to attack anyone on the other side so there's no violence coming in from your end you're just trying to help the women that need the help that you provide and they have to be somewhat intimidated as well for coming to your facilities and that is crime under itself i think that this administration should be called out for all the attacks that have occurred to pro-life centers and pregnancy centers like yours. There has been an all-out war declared against pro-life pregnancy centers. Again, offering free ethical medical care and comprehensive community support to women considering abortion, women who feel like there's no other choice, they need to get an abortion. Um, This is coming from the party that calls themselves pro-choice, but they're not interested in choice when it means tearing your baby to term, only when it means killing that pre-born baby. Um, it is it is unconscionable uh, what is being done against pregnancy centers. The the propaganda, the political rhetoric, the call to arms, literal call to arms that is being uh, issued by certain senators. Uh, the 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 dangerous, misleading fake clinics uh, rhetoric that is being parroted uh, by uh, pro politicians. It's the same language being used by these terrorist groups that are attacking pregnancy centers, literally attacking pregnancy centers. Daniel, we are out of time, but I want you to be able to tell everybody where they go to check you guys out. Uh, any of the websites, any of the contacts, we would love to have have the listeners get that information from you, Daniel. Yeah, the best place to go is compasscarecommunity.com to learn more about what, what, what uh, God is doing through his people, through the Ministry of Compass Care, to serve women, to save babies, and to help protect pregnancy centers from ongoing threats of violence and censorship. Daniel, thank you so much for what you do. You're doing God's work. I'm Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Fox News Radio. I don't want to fall asleep. I don't Welcome back to Freedom on Deck. One of our great regulars, Reggie Littlejohn, will be back with us after this particular segment of the show. As I've been going up to New Hampshire and uh, seeing Brian and my children and uh, getting ready for a move that's not exactly time-framed by myself right now, we're on the cusp. We're right on the edge of Vermont there, Brian, where, where my kids are. And uh, Vermont's a beautiful country. There's a lot of good people. Um, But they have the same trashy politicians 
located out here in New York. Are the same types up there in Vermont, maybe a little worse. So I wanted to get into this story coming from ABC News. Vermont's largest city has voted to allow non-citizens who are in the country illegally to vote in local elections. Now, they said in the country legally, and we'll come back to that. The proposed charter change for Burlington now must be considered for the legislature and Republican governor. Burlington would be the third city, and by the way, if, you, if you're familiar with Burlington, that's where um, Bernie Sanders' wife stole and embezzled all that money from Burlington College, just so everybody knows. It would be the, the third city in the state to make the change. Non-citizen residents are currently allowed to vote in municipal elections in Vermont's capital city of Montpelier and Winoska, the most diverse community in the state. Diverse. The, Repu- <laughs> the Republican National Committee filed lawsuits against Montpelier and Winoska asking judges to declare non-citizen voting unconstitutional and lost those challenges. Federal law prohibits non-citizens from voting in federal elections, including races for president, vice president, senate, house of reps. In January, the Vermont Supreme Court ruled that such voting in local elections in Montpelier doesn't violate the state constitution. A new complaint was filed in court Thursday against the city of Winooska by two residents, the Vermont Republican Party and the Republican National Committee, said allowing non-citizens to vote on matters involving the city's school board and education budget is unconstitutional. Now, there's a uh, statement from Derek Lyons. The Vermont Constitution draws a clear line that non-citizens are ineligible to vote in elections with statewide implications, which include questions about state-funded programs like public school, education, etc. All right, guys, um, this, you know, I I knew that, I know around the country there's different places that are pushing this, and obviously California is the big one. We have it happening in New York. We have it happening in Connecticut. We have it happening in Vermont. Um, The now, when they start the article off and they say they're here legally, but they're non-citizens. Now, I don't give a damn if they're here on a visa. I don't care if they've got their green card up to date. They are here. They are not citizens. They should have no reflection on our elections all, at all whatsoever. When you go into, into Mexico, if you go there... With your uh, passport and you do it legally, you have a business, you're a businessman that goes in there. He does not have the right to vote in Mexican elections. We, are, we do not have the right to go to Germany. We do not have the right to go to Saudi Arabia. We do not have the right to go to France. We do not have the right to go to South America in any of the, uh, the elections that they have and vote because we are not citizens of these, of these countries. And that's obviously in line for what, how it should be in the direction of the citizens' regard and what they, what they want in their country is their reason for voting. So basically now what we're doing is bringing in somebody that has no vested interest, somebody that may have a, a, uh, a visa to work here to say, well, I'm going to vote in this election just because the Democrats promised me a bunch of crap. And that's all it is. We don't know if these people are coming back. We don't know if they're sending all their money back home, which most of the time they are. And we don't know they're staying in Vermont, New York, California, or whatever. So why the hell should they be allowed to vote in these elections? Brian, it's wrong, and it should be squashed. I know it's not going to be, and I know why they're doing it, but it is really uh, a head-scratcher when it comes to more people standing up against this crap. It should be. But what what Montpelier... Okay, Montpellier, because it's 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 French. Yeah. Uh, what what Montpellier wants to do and uh, Burlington wants to do is is a, totally their prerogative. Um, if if they want as a city or as a county in the state of Vermont to make a law that says that illegals that are here legally in in the country can vote in their local municipal 
elections, that's fine because it's a state level thing. If they even if the state of Vermont wants to allow them to vote in their governor races and 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 their rep races and and and, and all that other stuff, totally fine. What they cannot do is allow illegal well, I shouldn't say illegal citizens, but um, legally, uh, uh, um, people that are people that are here legal on a green card or a visa or something like that, that that are legally here in the United States that happen to be in their state, they cannot allow those people and they can't pass any laws. It's unconstitutional for them to pass any laws that allow those people to vote in national elections, sending representatives to from the state of Vermont to mm-hmm. Congress or the Senate or, or to vote for president. Right. Yeah. And I, I think CV Brian makes all good points there, but that is what they want. It's right. clearly stated in the article that the, uh, and this is going to become uh, a bigger thing moving into 2024. Uh, CV, we're going to see, you know, the Democrats want illegals to vote nationwide and they want them voting in our elections, in our presidential elections. They want this and they're going to push for it. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all pans out. The more the Republicans or America first Republicans push to reform our electoral system or at least try to get them to obey the laws that are already in place, which they totally thumb the nose at in uh 2020 and 2022 uh the more the more headway we make the more the more they press on to manipulate the system in their favor for cheating it's like uh, uh, there was that uh, other thing with um place voting is that what it's called that they were doing in Alaska Pla- like placement voting and they're now they're instituting it in other states so it's yeah. uh they're rigging the system more and more in other ways oh, yeah. Uh, you know, every time we try to put one fire out, they're creating more fires. Yeah, they've shown, and you're right. That's a that's a good point. The way that they're trying to rig the system, they're trying to rig it in a. I I don't consider it legal. You know, Brian doesn't, but but it, they're saying, hey, it's legal. We're doing it the legal way. But if they can't rig it that way, they'll just shut voting down and you know decide the elections themselves. So it's like you know. <laughs> They have perfected the art of, of robbing elections yes. from the American people. They're very good at it, guys. So it seems like this is going to be a, a reoccurring process here, Brian. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's what they do. They, they rig elections. And they're going to continue to do this until the American people stand up. If mm-hmm. the American people, if, if the people that are listening to this broadcast do not decide to take a stand, they are going to steal your vote every time. It's a, it's a holdup and a, it's a very destructive process. And it's unfortunate that we're get, we're trying to get a, a ahead of it, CV, at the worst possible timing yeah. when Donald Trump is taken out of office illegally. And that's when they're going to, of course, try to ratchet this type of, of push through. Right. Because when Donald Trump was in office, we were making a stand. Our stand with Donald Trump was, no, you're not doing this. We're not deciding elections with non-citizens. But right now... What Joe Biden and the rest of them are saying is, oh, yes, we are. Well, as Trump said at CPAC, that this election, this time coming up, this is it, man. This is the this is the the final fight, because whoever wins this gets all the chips and uh, it's going to be it's going to get hairy. We got to we got to try to fix the system before November 2024. And exactly. it's a tall, it's a tall order, but we got to do something. And there has been headway made. I can't get into all the details right now because we don't have the time, but there has been headway made. And you know, in the summer of 2024, it's going to get really hairy, especially with Antifa burning down everything and, and derailing trains, which I suspect they're doing. Yeah, I do. I think you uh, you're probably right with that. I think something is definitely definitely doesn't. You don't get seven tr- train derailments in three months without something going on. Reggie Littlejohn is on the line. Freedom on deck. Ninety four nine News Now and Stimulating Talk.
Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now. We have Reggie Littlejohn. And last night, I was just alerted that she was on with Laura Ingram, so i got to try to go back and, and watch that. Reggie, you're getting the word out there. That's great. Chet is really important because, I mean, we are facing some very dire times. And I'm glad that people in the media, including yourself, are picking up on it. So let's talk about uh, your last webinar. It was put out by Stop Vaccine Passports, which you're the co-chair for. You're also the uh, president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers. Uh, It was hosted by Frank Gaffney, who's been on our show before, titled, Every Breath You Take, Big Brother's Plan to Stalk You Through the World Health Organization. The uh, WHO is pushing for amendments to that are intended to establish a global biomedical surveillance. Now, explain to the listeners what that means and can that come to our shores? Okay, absolutely. It is intended to come to our shores. So there are two instruments that different working groups in the World Health Organization are negotiating right now. One is the amendments, which you just mentioned. And those can come up for a vote as soon as May of this year, like two months from now. And we need to stop those. I'm just going to say right at the beginning, you know, my website is stopvaxpassports.org. That's stopvaxpassports.org. And if you want to take action to stop these, you, you can go just right up there on that website and just click take action. And there's an action where you can tell your congressional representatives and others that you do not want this. So why do we not want this? The, oh, wait, the other the other instrument is a pandemic treaty, um, but they are not calling it a treaty. They're calling it an accord or an agreement or an instrument. They're avoiding calling it a treaty because they want to avoid the U.S. treaty process and the other treaty processes. So people say, oh, don't worry about it. It'll never come here because treaties have to be passed through our Senate. Don't count on it because they are trying to subvert the treaty process And the Biden administration um, that sends our delegate to the WHO is behind these amendments. It's behind the treaty. So they're not going to say, oh, wait, stop. This has to pass through our Senate. They're trying to get it passed. So we can't just depend on that, that really important safeguard that our founding fathers put in place. they're, they're, They're doing their best to subvert it. So what is the issue? The issue is that between these two instruments, between the health regulations that could pass as soon as this May and the treaty, which is going to pass, they want to bring it to a vote a year from May. But who knows? They could even bring it up this May if they wanted to just sort of ambush us. But it will it will create what you called a global biomedical surveillance state in in this sense. Okay, so what it does is it it it. establishes a um there's a there's an actual paragraph like on page 24 of the of the um of the current draft of the treaty something called global surveillance Mm -hmm. and the parties meaning every 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 one of the 194 nations in the world health organizations commit to strengthen multi-sectoral, coordinated, interoperable, and integrated One Health surveillance systems. So what does that mean? You know, what what is this surveillance system? It's a tracking system that is going to track whether whether you are sick in any way, anything regarding your personal health. All right. So this is like, and also your medical history, your vaccine history. So this is going to be like a vaccine passport, digital health ID. Um, and this can serve as the platform for China's social credit system, which means that it will also incorporate your 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 medical history, your criminal history, facial recognition, real time geolocation, so they know exactly where you are, your 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 network of relationships, um, your bank your, account, right? Your, oh, right, 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 your bank account, your credit cards, your social media posts your internet search history, your internet spending history, and they put all this together to decide whether or not you are a compliant citizen. That's what they do in China, and they can do it here or anywhere else in the world where we have one of these these surveillance systems that's supposed to be 
for our health. And also, by the way, in these documents from the World Health Organization, it's not just our health. They have something called this, they call One Health Approach. And what is One Health? One Health means that they want to surveil and have control of human health, animal health, plant health, and the health of the environment. Um, and they also have deleted the language that says that they have to, uh, that, that, that the World Health Organization has to have the consent of the nation in order to intervene. So, so that's deleted. They don't have to have our consent. So, so the World Health Organization could move in and just tell, tell us how to run things or run things themselves regarding human health animal health, you know, agricultural health, or even, you know, the health of our, of our national parks or any plant health um, and, and, and environmental health. So like climate change, um, they could just use any, any of those reasons to, to just move right in. So this is a serious abrogation of our national sovereignty, having this international globalist organization come in and tell us what to do or do it themselves. Um, and also our personal medical freedom. It's just so mind-numbing to hear this. Do you think that the Senate, do you think that, uh, con- uh, you know, congressional representatives for us would actually pass this? Or What I'm basically no. asking, Reggie, is will they put this on our back? I mean, this is something no, that if I- it happens, it-, it would be terrible. I don't think they would pass it, but they're never going to see it. This is the problem. This is why I'm trying oh, to wake everybody up. I got you. Up. Okay. So, so this is what I'm saying. Okay. So it's, listen, there's, it's hidden. It, well, it's not that it's hidden. It's that it's subverting our, uh, our our treaty process. So, like I said, they don't call these treaties, even though they are treaties. A treaty is anything that would um, impact our national sovereignty. I mean, and so these are treaties, but they're not calling the World Health Organization is not calling them treaties, and the Biden administration is not insisting that they become called treaties uh so 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 that it, it, it subverts our treaty process now senator ron johnson actually has a bill that he's saying anything that is you know a, an instrument from the who that would in fact affect our national sovereignty has to go through the u.s treaty process now i completely i i i, I agree with that bill but i think it's pathetic that he has to have a bill like that. I yeah. mean, it should be, it, you know, it should be obvious. But well, we're it's in not strange obvious. times. We're in strange times. But it's uh, it's folks like you that are bringing this to the forefront. So they are going to know um, because you're going to put it out there. I mean, what I mean to say is, do you think that we have a government that, that there's a lot of players in there that actually want this? Well, yes. But, okay, so... I think that the Biden administration wants this. I mean, they they submitted some horrific um, recommend, recommended um, amendments to the international health regulations last year. Yeah. So I think that they're one of the driving forces behind this. But I want to say one other thing, yep. which is it's not just surveillance. It's also um, censorship. Mm. So there there is a um, Article 17 on page 23 of the current draft of the pandemic treaty. I'm going to call it what it is. It's a treaty. It says that the parties commit to increase pandemic literacy. That's the excuse, okay, mm-hmm. in the population and tackle false, misleading, misinformation or disinformation. Each party, a party means in each country. So each party is encouraged to conduct regular social listening. So that means they're going to be spying social on our media. social media social media accounts. An analysis to identify the prevalence of profiles of misinformation, which um, contribute to design uh, communications and messaging strategies for the public to counteract misinformation, disinformation and false news, thereby strengthening public trust. So what does that mean? That means that that the parties to this, um, you know, to this agreement, this pandemic treaty, that the parties, meaning this, the countries are are agreeing to, to spy on their citizens um, and censor anyone in social media or otherwise who is promoting disinformation, meaning anything that, that disagrees with what the WHO is saying. So in the beginning of the pandemic, for example, um, the WHO was saying what China was saying, which is there's no human-to-human 
transmission, which was a lie. It was false. It's all good points, Reggie. One more time, both websites where people can go and sign up. <clears throat> the one that has to do with these vaccine passports and the World Health Organization is stop vaxvaxpassports.org so stopvaxpassports.org stop and then my main website women's rights without frontiers.org and that's where you can find out about how we are saving baby girls <clears throat> and abandoned widows in China Reggie you're doing God's work and we'll bring you back on real soon okay thank you so very much Chad I really appreciate your giving me a voice on this thank you Reggie Reggie Little John she told you where to go. Go there. Be active. Be proactive. Here on Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk, Fox News Radio. Side of this one church town, there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck. We pray 949 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Rounding up the show. I wanted to just mention something. It's an article. With an agency press release, the department revealed its plan to provide more then $2 billion in funding for eight fiscal year 2023 preparedness grant programs, which it claims are de- designed to help state, local, tribal, and territorial officials prepare for, prevent, protect against, and respond to so-called acts of terrorism under Joe Biden's presidency, DHS, has routinely identified targeting domestic violent extremism as its top priority. Such proclamations are never in reference to the violence carried out by the left. It includes the new DHS press release, six national priority areas for the 23 grants. One was for priorities being what the department calls election security under the directive grant recipients such as the agency's urban area security initiative are required to spend at least three percent of their total grant money on election security efforts as even the left-wing bipartisan police center has admitted federal funding for elections has never been conducted in this way well, there you go, gentlemen. They're already ratcheting it up. They're already pouring in $2 billion towards ki- towards being able to rig the elections. No one's it's saying like, a damn thing about it. It's like the book 1980. It's like 1984. I mean, everything yes. in the book is the opposite of. So if it's election security, it's election fraud. Right. Exactly. Well, well uh, Mark I Zuckerberg. People start paying attention, CV. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg put in 500 million dollars or something like that to uh put these drop boxes all over the place and uh do this uh ballot harvesting and and these mules and he was funding all that and uh and that now he's saying uh, he's not going to do it this time around but that's okay because the government's going to do exactly what he did yes <laughs> they're going to use that that money to to put drop boxes all over the place to do ballot harvesting. And I've heard a lot of Republicans saying, that's what we got to do. We got to learn how to do ballot harvesting. I'm like, well, you know, you don't, the answer to cheating is not to do, to out cheat your cheaters. So I, I'm not, there are I'm not down with that. that do, well, TV, there <laughs> are. The rhinos are definitely doing that. <laughs> right. That, that, that means they're getting more vote, Democrats yeah. to vote. It's like, it's like Mitch is like, oh, that's how we're doing elections now? Okay, send yeah. out the troops. <laughs> oh, here it is. You know what, though? It's, it's, uh, it's interesting how everything's working out right now. They call us conspiracy theorists for years. Yeah. You know, since, since 2020 happened... Myself, Brian, and CV have been telling the listeners they rigged the elections. I didn't have to watch the movie to know they did. Yeah. I watched the election that night, and clearly, yeah, when clearly. Donald Trump led in the six swing states, and it looked like he was going to roll over with a big win, and I went to bed at 10 because I worked the next day, and I wake up, and he didn't win any of them. Mm, yeah. Well, there was an obvious now. They tell you, well... Yeah, there was something that happened. It didn't decide the elections, but there was definitely some cheating going on. 
Yeah. Well, we shouldn't allow any, first of all, we shouldn't be so comfortable with saying it that way. But besides that, we know that's not true anyway. They they wouldn't cheat if they didn't want to win. That's the whole point of it. That's the point of cheating. Cheating is so that you can put the odds in your favor. And that's exactly what they did. And now all of a sudden you see the FBI. What do they come out with? Yes, Donald Trump was right. It was a leak from a lab in Wuhan. Yeah. Well, for two years, they screamed and called them a racist. Mm-hmm. They called them anti-Asian. They called them every name yeah. under the book and said it wasn't true. And now the FBI itself, which is a disgusting agency that needs to be broke down to the bare uh. brass and rebuilt back up. And, and, and they say, well, there was a Wuhan leak. Uh. That, they were actually right about that. What it, and everything else, too, everything that, yeah. that they claimed is some kind of conspiracy has slowly been coming out and leaked out as, yes, it's true. All of this stuff is true. Yeah, I saw a meme. Do they say they're sorry to Donald Trump or the American people, CV? No. I saw a meme that said, I identify as a conspiracy theorist and my pronouns are told you so. (laughs) Yeah. Look at all the vaccine, look at all the vaccine deaths, Brian. You know what? There's still a lot of the leftists yep. out there, Brian, that won't admit what's going on. But I've heard a lot of people, and I'm not going to mention anybody that I know that this has happened to, that have been getting those boosters and are getting sick. Their heart rates are skyrocketing and coming to me and saying, man, I, I, something's wrong. I got this this booster. And yet, well, we told you what was going to happen, and it is happening. <laughs> we we told you so. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, look... Y- I don't know what else um, we can do other than to keep on keeping on. Keep on the good fight. Keep yes. on trying to wake people up. Keep on trying to tell people that these things are hurting you, that you know that you need to turn from your way, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people have to start waking up. But if they don't wake up, you have to we we, those that know kind of we don't know everything that's going on but we kind of know what's going on we have to be able to accept that there are just going to be some people that we know and love they're going to be your neighbors they're going to be your friends they're going to be your family members that just are not going to wake up because ignorance is bliss you know if you wake up now you know what's going on and now it's like it's like oh my gosh now what do i do it's so easy to let somebody like i don't want to know you know Right, I don't want to know. I don't no, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't care what you say. I don't want to hear it. They just they they're willing to accept the world as it is. And to watch how, I mean, when we bring up the arrests that took pay, place on January 6th and you see that that you know, those people those people were put behind bars without representation. They they were put behind bars yeah. for complete and utter BS. Yeah. And to see that happen in this country, that's a lot more than a worry. And meaning that surrounding in your life people that you know or uh, family, friends, are they going to be the ones that bring the brown shirts to your doorstep? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could ha- you know, it could happen. That's what happened in, in Nazi Germany. That's what happened in Red China. They get, they get to uh, manipulation, especially with more of the young younger kids. They create this disturbing aspect of America where where things are going in a direction and people are afraid to stand up against it. You see what's going on with Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all these different groups that uh, they use harassment, they use uh, violence, they use the tools that really the Democrats give them and they get excused by the media. It's all a perfect storm, CV. It's, they really do work hand in hand with one another. It's not a it's not a it's not a coincidence that it's totally unfashionable to be called a conspiracy theorist in a time like this when there are so many conspiracies happening at once. There's so many you can't even you can't even shake a stick at it. You have the Ukraine, you have the, the vaccines killing people, you have this this train der- derailing and uh, and this De- DeWine, Governor DeWine, if that's how you say it, he originally, yep. his first presser, he originally said that he was consulting with the EPA and the feds who gave him the order to burn this, this chemical, which turned into a 
another chemical that was used in World War One as a chemical weapon. It's like you didn't you had to know that burning vinyl chloride creates this particular chemical. And I I have a suspicious mind. Everybody's uh, saying who gave the order? Who gave the order? Nobody. Would, we're asking who gave the order, and nobody will answer. But I have a much more suspicious mind than that. I just want to know who ordered the chemicals, from who, and to what end. Who? Because I think that who ordered the chemicals will tell you who gave the order to burn the chemical weapon. Because that's how yeah, suspicious I am. Because you know what? Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. No, there's nothing wrong with saying that because what we're uh, what we were just yeah. talking about, the conspiracies right. that eventually come down the line and and they say, oh, you're right about that. You know, well, and yeah. all of a sudden, you know, nobody talks about it anymore. Media hides everything from everybody. They don't yeah. say sorry to Trump. They don't say sorry to people that have been harassed. They don't say sorry to the veterans, the police, the fire department, people that died up with, uh, re- responding that I think will have, I'm not, not died, but they're going to have health issues for a long, long time. Listen, guys, uh, we got to go. We got to wrap it up. Same Freedom Time, same Freedom Station next week. We've got another round table of guests. It's going to be fantastic. And more segments and topics that are going to go in one direction, and that's towards the truth here with Freedom on Deck. Have a fantastic Saturday and have a fantastic weekend. God bless America. Conspiracy theorists are now conspiracy journalists.